You're listening to Speak Up on CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby. We're the campus and community radio station at Simon Fraser University, where we broadcast from unceded Coast Salish territories. Good morning, good morning. We are dancing in with Soul Makasa, Mano Dibango. This is Charlotte Farrell, your own Sister C, right here in the place to be, CJSF Radio 90.1, with your Friday Speak Up show. Have we got a treat in store for you. Good morning. It's Friday, March the 13th, the second Friday of International Women's Month. Today we're still connecting with the UN Women's theme, I Am Generation Equality. And we're going to be hearing some music from uh, women declaring their equality and speaking out about freedom. And as well, I have a special guest who's a phenomenal young woman who began her career. Well, actually, she was born in a refugee camp and then has transitioned through becoming a fashion model and now a Vancouver-based poet and award-winning filmmaker and attributes her success to something that her mother taught her about loving herself as a black woman. Now, yesterday and a few days this week, I've had it that people that were on their way, different things uh, have stopped or stopped them. As you know, we are in the middle of this uh, virus epidemic and sometimes people who begin on a path their path gets blocked or they get sick or just something happens so we are going to uh, think about the words from an old song don't worry be happy because if you spend your whole day watching TV or listening to news that keeps talking about outbreaks or giving cautions to stay in or minimize contact, you could make yourself sick. So we're going to listen to this old song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. 
got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Look at me, I'm happy. Don't worry. Be happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile, but don't worry, be happy. Cause when you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down, so don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, don't worry. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. Democracy Now!, hosted by award-winning independent journalist Amy Goodman. Tune in to Your Daily Progressive News, aired Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on CJSF. If you're a regular listener of this show or other shows on CJSF, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us about what you like and why you like it, as well as ways we can improve our programming. To leave comments, please email cjsfprog at sfu.ca or call 778-782-4423. This information can also be found on our website at www.cjsf.ca. Good morning. This is... with the thunderous surprise. <laughs> this is Charlotte Ferrell, your own sister C, here at the place to be, CJSF 90.1 in Burnaby. We are continuing with the celebration of International Women's Month and the theme, I Am Generation Equality. And kind of the messages within that are things that go, regardless of your gender, 
being more supportive of each other, supportive, kind, um, advocating for things like policies that would help re reduce or remove our incidence of homelessness, being supportive of uh, people who are still investigating the hundred or so unsolved murders of indigenous women, uh, advocating for policies for social change in that gets uh, kids who are who time out of the system and have to find housing accommodation. This is the time to be supportive. And uh, it's in the song that I played at the beginning, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh, as you are con contemplating and thinking about maybe you have surrendered yourself to and <laughs> done a lock-in, that rather than just um, being with the news, this might be a time to write. This might be a time to uh, investigate things that you could get involved with. Uh, look into uh, food policies. You know, we're talking about people now in a panic going to the grocery store and buying it out of toilet tissue. You know, what can you do to not become a part of herd behavior? Because that does not make things better. Um, my guest today. Um, we're going to get to know by way of her documentary. She, as I said, Adele Varopa, was born in a refugee camp. Her mother uh, became a translator for the UN and they immigrated to Canada. She grew up in Burnaby and a lot of her work as a model, she began working as a model at 14 and then had the self-discipline to, rather than some people, you know, work until the, the industry retires them, she retired herself and studied film independently, learned how to do lighting, scripting, and wrote a grant and got a documentary that we're going to be sampling some parts from, got the documentary um, completed, and it is... Uh, it's, it was shown in the Women's Film Festival, and it's being invited to festivals around the, the country. So this is Who Am I, an excerpt from the film by Adele. The skies weep. My country screams. I watch in agony. The eyes of the people I love dearly tell stories of sadness. They are children who have become broken adults, and now their children inherit that hurt. Trauma becomes Sudan's greatest legacy. I was born in Kakuma refugee camp, which is a settlement for refugees on the border of Kenya and Sudan. Uh, after a few years, my family moved to Nairobi because my mom got a job working for the UN. She was an interpreter, and uh, through her affiliations, we were able to get immigration status and move to Canada. Being born in a refugee camp and then coming to Canada and being bullied being told that you're a refugee, you know, that word, it really branded me because it made me wonder where do I belong? Being told you're Sudanese, being told you're Canadian, or just 
floating. It was a really big disconnection, but I had two names growing up. I had Lois and I had Adele. I got baptized. The name Lois was uh, given to me by the church. At the home, I was Adele and at school and in public, I was Lois. But those two things never came together. So I became like a little social chameleon as a kid. I really am an introverted person, but I put it on the facade of having this great personality so that I could hide away from people. Nobody really knew what it was about. Nobody really knew me. I've always wanted to express myself. And if I felt really emotional and I couldn't talk to them about it, I'd write poetry for my friends. And for a long time, that's the only way that I knew how to communicate was to write it on a piece of paper and hand it to somebody. And I wrote a lot of poetry about hating everything that was black about myself. The first time I modeled, I was about 14. I was walking in the mall with my sister and this photographer comes up to me and hands me her card and says, you're beautiful and I would love to photograph you. So that was the first time I ever stood in front of a camera. Uh, but I was still battling with myself quite a lot because I don't know if I felt beautiful yet. When I come home crying about not feeling beautiful, my mom used to tell me, how can you be crying when you look like that? Look at how beautifully dark your skin is. Look at how tall and slim you are. That is what defines beauty back home. So if you look into yourself and look at your blood, the blood that runs through your veins, none of it belongs to Canada. So why are you crying because of it? Now, as one of the themes in her life work, we're going to listen to another person who talked about being woman, because Adele, very much in her work with youth, in her theatrical work, she is woman.
I am woman, and we're talking today about a young woman, a woman who is both Ugandan and Canadian from Uganda, Sudan. <laughs> Sudan. I got myself confused here. We are uh, awaiting her arrival in the studio, but as I mentioned, some things have happened, you know, with the transportation patterns and um, just concerns that are happening around the virus, different things are happening that are disrupting people's patterns and traveling. So I um, believe all is well, and we might have gotten our paths crossed, but uh, in talking with her at her visit to the station, she talked about how her mother would not allow her to speak English, and she speaks six languages. So uh, we're gonna hear a bit more from her documentary um, talking about her mom and language. My mom didn't let us speak English at home. We used to say, Mom, Mom, I have this happened at school today. And she's like, speaking a language that I understand. She told me every day to look at my skin and to know where it comes from. She would sit with me and break it down. This is your aunties, your uncles. This is my mother and my brother. And she'd just sit there and tell me about my family tree. That was the way she kept our culture alive, is she shared it with us. But she didn't speak about how she felt. Um, and it was different because my friends' parents did. In my culture, you don't just start asking too many questions. I didn't know. I didn't know my mother for a long time. The only time I saw her express herself was when I used to see her in the living room with music playing out of our boombox. And her eyes would just drift to the side and she'd have an expression that I've never seen before in my life. And she would sing and she'd be so peaceful. When we were in Burnaby, <laughs> we lived in a pretty rough neighborhood um, and it was a drive-by shooting in front of my apartment building. And I just remember a huge like boom sound and my mother coming in the room just like slamming the door open and just grabbing heads and shoving them on the floor. And just like, I've never seen her move so fast in my life. She just started grabbing the kids and putting everybody into the middle of the hallway. And she was just on like defense mode. And that was the first time I ever wondered how she knew how to do that. And it really scared me a little bit as well. I used to stay at my Aunt Rose's house. And I remember one time when she was braiding my hair, she looked down at me and said, Adil, do you know who your mother is? And I said, no. What do you mean? She says, me and your mom, we were soldiers as children. We were soldiers. And she says, you need to love your mom because there's nobody that's more powerful than her. 
It took a long time for her to open up to me. It took strangers telling me before she did. And every time I would hear something new, I'd be like, who is my mom? Who is she? And I'd come back and tell her, so-and-so said this and this about you. And she would just sit there and smile at me and say, you don't know who I am yet, hey? And then she'd go back to being quiet. Not knowing my mom, it made me frustrated because this was a time I was struggling with myself the hardest. Because I felt so disconnected from my family, I wanted to be alone and figure out why. I think I was just too overwhelmed with everything. And there was too much silence back at home. But my aunt insisted and she told me to keep looking into it. She would just give me stories every time I would see her and I'd run back to see hear more. And so I was just like, okay, like there's so much layers to this. Let me find out more. And I knew I couldn't ask my mom because she wasn't ready to talk about it. So as Adele began her transition from being a, a fashion model to speaking in Burnaby, one of the ways that she spoke was through poetry. We're going to hear a poem that uh, earned her third place winner in the Vancouver Youth Slam uh, Festival in 2017, and it's called Broken. Is it wrong that I'm loving every moment of this pain? Who else makes me burn so eloquently? I laid in an narcoleptic state until you came back and woke the sleeping masochist. Why can't I self-destruct without you? I miss this feeling. The feeling of knowing you'll never love me. It feels so good because it's familiar. Why can't I self-destruct without you? You inspire me to continue breaking because it gives birth to poetry. I love the way you hurt me. Your conquest to destroy me has become my muse. Nothing or no one can ever compare to what we have. Destruction at its finest. I fall in love more and more every day with the pain you left behind. I know we were nothing, but your heartbreak became my everything. We destroyed each other, or rather, you destroyed me and made me believe you were broken too. You made me feel in control. You allowed me to feel powerful. I love the way you made me fall apart. I miss every tear I've shed because of you. Come back and destroy me once more. Make me feel, break me apart. Demolish my heart and make my mind smile. You did not break me. I shattered before you. Now going to another Poetry Slam winner, JB, the First Lady, who has a similar appeal in working with youth and bringing them to feel their own power. So this one is Out of the Gates. Yeah, turn it up. Here we go. Tell me, I'm out of the gate and I'm feeling it down. I'm out of the gate and I'm making a sound. I'm out of the gate and I know what's about. I'm out of the gate and I'm doing it loud. I'm a fight and fight. Take my life. I'm a fight and fight. No one can take my life. I'm ready to take flight. That was in the plan. Damn was damn. 
My words catch fire and my connect wires. It requires to inspire, to the smallest, to the oldest, who mold us, ancestors, parents upstairs that heal and repair. No one can compare. They stare and they stare. We've heard from Poetry Slam, Youth Poetry Slam winners who are now women and their own accord developing even more poetry. Uh, this is Charlotte Farrell, your own Sister C here at CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby. We're continuing on with the celebration of International Women's Month, which has the theme, I Am Generation Equality. In the work that Adhel Ropa is doing, she's giving us many, many illustrations of how she found and moved her own path to equality uh, through poetry, through now a documentary film that's been winning awards. It was shown most recently uh, here in Vancouver at the Women's Film Festival. And we're going to hear a bit of uh, her brother and sister talking about her. When I think about South Sudan, usually I just thought about the war and all the horrible things that people are doing to each other as a civil war goes on. Is there one memory that sticks out to you from all of them? Yeah, when I was four years old, coming with my... Uh, brother-in-law. He was carrying me and then we reached to the small town where they, it just happened that the soldiers uh, killed a lot of people so there were still bodies in that area and they were telling us when you go make sure you follow the footprint of other person. If you step somewhere else you might step in the mine and I was not scared but I, I was I thought like that's weird right why do I have to step in somebody's footprints. 
we had to like try and find peace from like you know neighboring countries and stuff like that. So. Do you have one memory besides that heals the most? Um. Yeah, I do, and that was when my mom was carrying me on her back as she's also holding an AK, fighting her way through, you know, adversaries and stuff like that. That right there never left my mind, you know, like, and that's like, wow. Finding out my mom was a child soldier was very hard for me to understand what she went through, but it also made me understand her more as a mother and as a woman. As I got older and I understood that the only reason that all these things happened is because of war, right? So I kept looking into it and I kept researching. I went online and just kept learning and learning and eventually my mom finally spoke. And now we're here. Okay, and I created Banjalo. Would you like to do it? and daughter like this. Oh, we bong you just bong jam, but no, go and go in now. So as we're hearing at that part of the film, she is interviewing her mother and having a discussion about partly why she kept silent and wanted her, Adele, to find her own way in the world rather than burdening her with the stories of the war. And it was very painful to her. I mean, through this this documentary, she shows the great pain and struggle her mother had, both as having been a child soldier, then raising her own children and bringing them to a place of safety where they could pursue life in their own dreams. Um, A thing that she has dedicated a good part of her life to is uh, now going to school. She started with Black History Month here in Burnaby doing a program to help children, first children of color, who in schools don't hear anything about uh, their heritage, who may not know uh, what happened in their country of origin along the African diaspora, and making connections with uh, what's happening within Canada, what, where there are opportunities to learn dances or uh, the language. And being a person who speaks six languages, she can start off a conversation sometimes with friends uh, in uh, English, go to French, then go to a, a, a totally different language. And so I think the children sometimes think it's a big bit much when they're asked to learn uh, English and French. So when she can, in the middle of a, uh, a presentation, run through a few languages, uh, it helps put in their minds that you can accomplish anything. And so in uh, this documentary, as she's talking about what she learned from her mother, she said that was one of the strong things that her mother told her to look at her skin, see the beauty in her skin, and then to look out into her dreams and to know that there's nothing that she could not accomplish uh, when she uh, put her mind to it. And that kind of brings us to uh, a thought that's expressed by uh, Alicia Keys, being a girl on fire. 
she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy Lonely like a highway She's living in a world and it's on fire Filled with catastrophe But she knows she can fly away talking about Adele Ropa, A Girl on Fire. She's, and we're highlighting some bits from a documentary that you can access on uh, YouTube and some other sources. And she said she chose to put it into 
free media rather than knowing that that could put it at risk of not being accepted by film festivals because she thought the message was so important. She is a strong peace advocate and very uh, uh, much involved in helping people understand what happens when children are involved in war, when children are uh, made soldiers, and she reflects that through telling her mother's story and how beautifully she supported her and how beautifully she encouraged her in everything that she did, from being a model to being a poet to uh, now making films. But she had this sadness, a, a sadness um, of having had to be a child soldier. And one of her goals in showing the film, uh, she's been invited to places uh, even more so sometimes than people are invited to after a film festival because when people feel the emotions and they see the messages within, she's invited to speak uh, to women's groups, to school groups, to advocacy groups, and we just wish her well in that because she learned to make a film of this quality without going to film school. She credits much to... Uh, where some people get, say disparaging things, you know, <laughs> about being a model. But she said everything that she needed to know to make this film, she learned through being a model. The business aspects, positioning the camera, uh, uh, scene settings. So we just encourage you to see this girl who is on fire by looking up her movie, Who Am I? by Adhel Ropa, A-D-H-E-L. R-O-P-A. Now, like her, her mother told her to think about her skin color because there were some years that she was ashamed, uh, felt bad about her color. But we have a song that uh, is in many, many of our DOS, and that is To Be Young, Gifted, and Black, uh, originally written by Lorraine Hansberry, but then sung by Aretha Franklin, Donny Hathaway, and a number of other people. And while we're locating that, the sound, we have our own background sound here. At Simon Fraser University, when you come to visit, you'll see lots of plastic, lots of concrete. They are drilling, taking out one staircase and making who knows what, but the campus is expanding. This is a, a radio station also that is going to be moving to some space within the new rotunda that's built, uh, but it has a hallmark of bringing unheard voices, offering an opportunity for new artists to sing their songs or play their music. Uh, throughout the day, you will hear quite an eclectic cross-section of music. And if you are someone that has a dream of being on the radio or um, learning about this particular skill, we are continually welcoming volunteers, uh, we have volunteers different days of the week each each week, and uh, you can learn whatever aspect of radio that you'd like, whether it's how to be a broadcaster, how to just listen to music and critique it, how to operate the boards and computers. There's a place for you, regardless of what you do, <laughs> to learn about community collegiate radio. 
We're also today going to be uh, just passing along some information uh, about uh, COVID-19. And it's one is to encourage you to uh, know that you can get information from uh, our health unit. Uh, there is a health line 811. You can also phone one 4397 um, You can sanitize. Now, you, you don't have to pour a bucket of bleach on stuff. The basic formula for making a sanitary solution at home is to put two tablespoons of bleach in a gallon of water. And then you can pour that water into a spray bottle so that you can spray it on a cloth and wipe things down. It is not good to spray any kind of liquid into an electrical item like a fan, a microphone, uh, etc. Uh, it's good, you know, they talk a lot about washing your hands, but people take their cell phones all kinds of places, one of them being the bathroom, and they lay them down on counters, etc. So definitely uh, clean your phone uh, several times a day, and you can use just those wipes or the hand sanitizer that you use because it's another way that people uh, are able to pass viruses and things on or bring them into their home is just by not using good telephone, cell phone, mobile phone, mobile device uh, hygiene. Okay, we are going to listen. This show is called Listen Up. <laughs> Speak up, listen up, and act upon what you've heard. Nurturing Resilience is a weekly support group for students of all genders who have experienced any form of sexual violence. Developed in partnership with the SFSS Women's Center, SFU's Health and Counseling Services, and SFU's Sexual Violence Support and Prevention Office, this group meets weekly on Tuesdays, 2 to 4 p.m. from January 14th to March 31st. Please join us in room 0309 of the Health and Counseling Service Center, Burnaby Campus, located on the bottom level of Maggie Benston Center. inspiration and love that they can get. So, so since this house is full and there are 22 million blacks in this country, I only want one million to buy this record. You understand? Two million. Yeah. 
It was Nina Simone paying tribute to Lorraine Hansberry, who was a black lesbian theatrical genius, and she wrote the play, which included this song, written by Weldon Irvin. That song on the call for loving ourselves very much connects to the message and work that Adele Ropa is doing in showing her film, who am I, and encouraging children to 
examine their relationships, know their culture, know their heritage, but also to know ways of speaking and making peace through the creative arts. So we're going to hear a few more minutes from her documentary. I deeply thank my mom for sacrificing herself for her family, for giving up her life in Kenya, giving up her job at the UN, and bringing us to Canada for a better opportunity in life. Sitting down and watching these videos with my mother, it really inspired me because I understood her suffering. I understood why she chose silence over words. I understood why she wasn't able to tell me what she had been through. It hurt me, but it also made me stronger. Because I don't think that I felt like I was being loved properly. But now I realize that I don't think anyone loved me as much as my mother did. She just had a different way to show it. And so I think it's our disconnection. And even speaking Dinka to each other brings us closer because I understand her better. And she understands me when I speak to her like that. And so she's back at that, speaking a language that I can understand. So now I am. Ganti chin kweri yok, ke kweri lebi yat, ama bi yat wut, ama bi yat bai, te nongai kwaj. So kweri, ye kapat. Ye yat wan nongai kapat bala yopen. Taking on the name of Do is taking on everything that I hated about myself. Taking the name of Do is embracing my roots. Taking on the name Adele is not being afraid of who I was as a child. It's like the union of those two identities that were split in half as a child. You know, now I can be one person and I can share that person with the world. It's not where you come from, it's who you come from. They give me strength and drive my passion. And in return, I want to inspire any little girl that feels alone and wonders, who am I? Where do I belong? I tell those little girls, check your feet and see where your roots grow. Where are my roots? They stopped growing. The sun, the wand shone so bright, eclipsed by war. We Dinka, a proud people, warriors of warfare left hollow, lifeless, starving for salvation, carried off into graves while those who survive continue holding funerals for the parts of themselves that die every day. I want to thank 
Adele Roper for sharing that with us and sharing that definite connection to the International Women's Day, International Women's Month theme of I Am Generation Equality. Looking across the country and across the world, what she can share about the ways that war affects people, the things that she can share with kids here in Canada, kids in the United States, men and women of all ages about loving themselves because it's a strong statement that she makes that until you love yourself it's hard to love others and when you don't love yourself it's easy to make war or come into conflict with it with others thank you for joining us again for speak up listen up act upon i'm charlotte farrell your own sister c here at cjsf radio 90.1 in burnaby And when they ask you what time it is, know that it is always love time, poem time. Love time, poem time, love time, poem time, love time, poem time, time for words from heaven to shine, love time, poem words to pattern and rhyme, love time, poem time, time for words to wash the wounds, bind the lashes and play bassoon, love time, poem time, time for poems, poets and singers, time to untie all life's ringers, poem time, love Reveal to me, unravel all your mystery. Time for joy and utter grace. Rest from toiling in this place. Place of poems, place of words. Place for love instead of swords. Love time, poem time, poem time, love. Love time, poem time, times for words from heaven to shine. Love time, poem time, time for words to pattern and rhyme. Love time, poem time, times for words to wash the wounds, bind the lashes and play bassoon. Love time, poem time, poem time, love time, time for poems, poets, singers, times to untie all life's ringers. Time for you to reveal to me, unravel all your mystery. Time for joy and utter grace, rest from toiling in this place. Place of poems, place of words, place for love instead of swords. Love time, poem time, poem time, love time, love time, poem time, poem time, love time, love time, poem time, poem time, love time, love time, poem time.